0: couple of things have happened this week where I found myself reflecting, and I feel like it's a bit of a God prompting, I want to share it with you this morning, but I've been reflecting on the the influence, the impact of words, and we all know this, we all know this, but I feel like there's a timeliness at this time when as we move about uh, our communities and interact with our workplace and out and about. Just because of what's going on uh, in the world with this latest wave, you, I feel like you can really uh, feel the tension and the anxiety, the fear, the, um, the uncertainty, the frustration, all of that kind of spilling over. And I just think there's such an opportunity for us to be uh, not just protecting ourselves from that and sort of trying to keep our inner self well, but actually be acting in the opposite spirit and being the salt and light that, uh, Jesus imagines his body, his church to be. We were having a conversation the other day with my daughter and she, we were talking about words and, um, and she actually said that amongst her friendship group, this group of 16 year old girls, they've got like this code that if something, uh, if they're out or they're together, and something's kind of not right with someone, um, then if they can fix it, the rule is if you can fix it in 10 seconds, then you're meant to speak up. So Daisy said, for instance, if I had something caught in my teeth, my friends would tell me straight away because I can fix it. But if there's something that takes more than 10 seconds to fix, then their code is that they don't want to make each other feel uncomfortable. And so you don't say it, you just ignore that. Now, I've got to say, initially, my my in the conversation, I was like, yeah, I don't know what I th- think about that among close friends. I've got this thing that in relationships, truths and particularly close relationship, truth is always the answer. Uh, but as I thought about it a bit more and as the wisdom of the 16 year old sage girl started to sink home, I realized that gets me into trouble. That, that's not always the right way. Um, and so, for instance, if you've had a bad haircut and, you know, Daisy turns up and she shaved her head and all the girls think it's terrible. Well, she can't fix that in ten seconds. So out of their friendship, they wouldn't say anything in public. And uh, so I'm actually going to take on board the Jedi like wisdom of uh, the 16 year olds, particularly the one in my life, because I think there's some wisdom there, but it pointed to as I was talking about the power of words. These these young women have realized that the words that they can say to the people that they care about in their life either have the ability to fix something really quickly and make a change, or it could really put people in the wrong frame of mind. Um, great stuff. And I was also reflecting this week, I had the opportunity, a lot of you know, I've mentioned that I help out my, um, my stepbrother's business, Duncan's business, by delivering meat, and oh, I love the that job as well as just helping to pay the bills it just it gets me out and about i think um you know it's not as though pastors live in some secluded island somewhere all by themselves we live in the real world but there is a there is a challenge for pastors being caught in the church bubble and when that happens uh, it's not good for anyone and particularly pastors so this takes me out and about in the world and uh This week, it put me right at ground zero for one of the real tension points in our society at the moment that everyone's feeling, which is like this supply chain issue, because as well as delivering meat to people and obviously in these times, people who can order meat online and have it delivered, it's gone through the roof, which is great. Um, But I actually had to go to a couple of suppliers to get extra extra stuff. And so uh, on Tuesday, I drove around to a number of places where I was picking up things like I said right at ground zero and as well as the uh, you know I, I drove into the place and there was usually someone who was filling in for someone else because someone was off sick and you could you know I was actually filling in for someone as well so there was kind of this brothers in arms thing I felt very worthy being uh, you know an honest job um, <laughs> not that pastoring not an honest job I don't know what I mean by that anyway What I was there was feeling the tension and the stress because of what's going on. And um, I I felt like I caught it too late. I'm doing the same thing this week. And so part of this message is me doing some um, active sort of being an active practitioner of what God's teaching me. But I realized the impact. I had this one interaction where I just I felt like clearly this guy was was not having a great day. And I just said to him, look, I really appreciate what you guys are doing. I explained, look, I'm actually just filling in. It's not my gig normally. But I really appreciate what you guys are doing. And you're doing a really significant thing for our country right now. You know, the words came out quite naturally as a way of just, it wasn't the Holy Spirit, or maybe it was probably, but I just felt like I needed to say something. And the response told me, actually, it really was very significant. Those words at the moment to, you know, semi intentionally look to build into that person who is got a tough job at a tough time and's probably got other things going on in his life. Just made me realize wow, there is such an opportunity for us right here to be very intentional about the words that we speak. Now, this is such a practical um, message, it's kind of intuitively we know this. But there's, it's sourced in a deep spiritual principle that I think it's worth reminding ourselves and to be acting um, active about looking, looking to partner um, with the Holy Spirit uh, as we go about our lives, particularly in this season. When i said it's connected to a deep spiritual truth the book of james um is a is a wonderfully unique book in scripture it's full of this earthy wisdom it's got a it's got a little bit of a like a proverbs vibe in the new testament and uh and it talks a lot the theme of the book is about putting faith into action to the point where it's saying if you're not putting it in action, it really questions the nature of the faith that you have your fellowship of Jesus. It's, it's got to be landed, it's got to be grounded, it's got to be outworked. And so in chapter 3, there is a big section James talks about uh, words. He actually does it in the language of talking about the power of the tongue. Um, and he uses the example, the metaphor of the bit in the horse's mouth that you use to steer. He's saying, look, this tiny thing in the mouth, um, it steers the whole bigger animal. And so he talks about the way in which words via our tongue or our mouth set direction and are very influenced how something so small is actually massively influenced. And the other big metaphor that he uses is of a rudder of the ship, one of the smallest parts, but um, it steers the whole course of the ship. And I think it's really, uh, it's really important for us to reflect on that at the moment, to realize that it's not just about being nice, but there's a, a really powerful spiritual principle for us, like James would encourage us, the Holy Spirit speaking through James to encourage us. This is actually how you would put faith in action. And there's this other principle I've been reflecting on about how important it is to operate in the opposite spirit if you want to influence if you want to you know be a part of something not just sort of not let what's going on get into our spirit take a defensive position look there's lots of negativity and there's fear and there's apprehensive so i'm going to withdraw and just cocoon myself and put worship music on and read scripture there's nothing wrong with that but actually the vision of what the the followers of jesus would do the church of jesus is so much more active that actually we would recognize what is lacking or what if there's if there's a spirit of fear or apprehension or uncertainty or stress or tension, we would in fact work in the opposite spirit. And one of the most powerful ways we can do that is the words that we speak. Uh, Jesus actually said it's in Matthew 12, he said that the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. This connection between the inner person and what comes out. You might remember it in the Old King James. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. It's like whatever is in your heart flows out. Now, interestingly, Jesus mentions that in the context, sort of, he, he's actually talking about how people would use um, bad words and it demonstrates there's something not right, not holy in their heart. In fact, James's context is similarly, it's sort of in the negative. Uh, he is talking about the way in which words can be used to contribute to gossip and slander and can tear things down. He says it's like a small spark and start up a whole bushfire. It's interesting in both these contexts, Jesus and James um, speak first of the negative in talking about the principle, and I think we've got to pay attention to that. I think we've got to recognise that what they're speaking to is the humanity that unless we do something different it's very natural for humans to let the what is outside infect their heart and then out of that they create an environment in their words that's very natural i want to pick up that same principle and say hey let's look to see if we can do something other than the natural that maybe might be a bit supernatural without getting too woo woo about it but it's working in the opposite spirit can we partner with god at the moment to be really active and intentional so next week i'm like i said i'm out and about doing my deliveries and i'm going to be much more intentional about saying god would you give me words that i can deposit just little phrases we don't need to get weird i'm not going to do a thus say the lord or um you know try and prophesy the name of their next their you know firstborn child or anything like that um Maybe God's going to give me that. (laughs) But it's just about looking for words of life, but being intentional about it. So I really encourage you uh, to reflect on that, to ponder on that, maybe to join me in a little bit of homework in this experiment. I'm really conscious of how often in my life, if I'm really honest, this wisdom that got me thinking I received from my daughter, Sometimes it's easier to do these things. The object of our words of encouragement, the object of us operating in the spirit is maybe over. um, It's easier sometimes outside the home than the people right in front of me. My children deserve to hear those words from me, um, that intentional encouragement. They deserve God's place. Them in in my life, my family, my friends, our team. So I want to be much more conscious about that this week. And ask God to empower me, because in in the natural, um, I I'm not great at that. I invite you to join me in doing that. Keep me accountable to that as well. Uh, but as I close this morning, as we reflect on this, I think it's really important to go back to the words of Jesus to to to. And again, it's something I think we all get this intuitively: the connection between what's inside and the word that comes out. The word. The words that come outside of us. When there's a disconnect, then there, when we're um and Christians and dare I say, sometimes pastors, there we know the words we should say. What's in our heart is not good, our soul is not well, and so we say the right words, and there's a disconnect there between our heart and the words that we're saying. That is is a lack of authenticity. Now Aussies, and in this day and age, um, that's a real, people have got very tuned radars to that. The authenticity test is really important to people. Sometimes we can just stop going, well, I don't want to be inauthentic, like that's the biggest issue, like that's the biggest problem. So if my heart's not good, I'm going to just be honest and speak the truth. That's not the bar for the follower of Jesus. Jesus points to the connection. Out of the fullness of our heart, the mouth speaks. The implication is get a full heart. And I want to finish this morning by just going to the words of Paul, um, to uh, Philippians. And again, you might be very familiar with this. There's nothing groundbreaking in this, but it feels really important at the moment for us. And this really is the starting place to make sure that Out of our um, mouth comes words that are fresh. This is James also uses this metaphor that our words would be like fresh water, not salty water. Well, that's going to be about the source. And Paul goes to this in Philippians. Let me read this as both a blessing and encouragement and a challenge to you and me this week as we set out uh, into our lives to just be shapers of the environments around us rather than subject to it. Let me read this blessing from Philippians. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Dwell on such things, some uh, translations say. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or even seen in me, Put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Bless you.